And we're excited to jump on with a friend of the show, Jake Kaplan, who covers the athletic for the Astros. Jake, as you can tell, I have the athletic for the Astros. You do. Oh, shit. (laughs) Dude, I just got done teaching high school, listening to screenplays, man, from high school kids. Give me a break. All right, here we go. This is take two, everybody. Uh, We are excited to be joined by a friend of the show, Jake Kaplan, who covers the Astros for the athletic. Uh, We might keep the mess up in there anyway. But Jake, as you can tell, I've stopped crying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can tell it was uh, a long two days ago for you. It was, you know, and I, I don't see a lot of value in like looking back at what went wrong because what went wrong went wrong. Um, and I think I have a different perspective on getting to a World Series in the first place. But what were some of the things that sort of surprised you about the World Series and, and things that maybe didn't go the Astros way that you thought might have? Yeah, well, it was a weird World Series. I mean, the best starting pitcher on the Braves broke his leg in the first game. And um, Max Fried, their second best pitcher, got dink and dunked in the second game. It it was just weird. Uh, I think the biggest surprise has to be uh, a combined four runs in, in the four losses for the Astros. I mean... We've seen it before, right? It, it, yeah. Some of these performances were kind of reminiscent of game seven in 2019 when they just had all these chances to score and, and couldn't. Um, and I think that's just baseball. You know, sometimes you, you get the big hit. Sometimes you, you don't. Sometimes you're hot. Sometimes you're not. I mean, how, how often does the best team win the World Series? It's one of the reasons the baseball playoffs are so great. Um, but I think, I guess, like, a long-winded answer but like the, the weird thing with the Braves pitching and it them still winning because once it felt like once Morton went out it felt like the, even after the Braves won game one it was like it felt like the Astros were in good shape and then just the fact that the Astros didn't hit those were probably the my big takeaways uh big picture wise yeah it seemed like the thing I kept telling myself was oh two bullpen games they're going to definitely beat up that bullpen Right. What they've done throughout the, this entire run is get to bullpens, and they just didn't. No. I mean, they, they looked like they were on the verge of doing it in the Tucker-Davidson game. What was that game four? Um, but then they came away with one run in that first inning and, and kind of let the next guy settle in, you know, Kyle Wright, I think it was. So, man, all those games run together, especially those yeah. three days in a row in Atlanta. But um, – yeah, it's it's just uh, I think the key was they had to get to the starter and and get to, to see the bad Braves relievers, and they didn't do that enough, and they saw a lot of the good Braves relievers, and, and they couldn't hit them. What do you think um, – one of the things that's been kind of bandied around is the idea of changing the format, going from a 2-3-2 two, two to like a, I don't know, 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, one, one like they do in basketball. It seems like what it might do is, is not is, – maybe it feels like two, three, two sometimes seeds the home field advantage. Any, any opinion on that? I don't think home field advantage matters nearly as much as fans do. Um, And honestly, I don't think teams think it matters as much as fans do either. I think it's just something they say because they're not going to be like, yeah, it doesn't matter where we play. Right. Um, Honestly, like I, I mean, how many times do you need to see the Astros lose a world series game at home before you realize that it's not that big of a factor? (laughs) Wow. I mean, honestly, like three to the universe. The answer is three. I've seen it three times. That's all we need. Like, 
I, it's great for the fans that they they can go to a World Series, more World Series games than the other fan base. And, um, but I just really don't really think the noise, like the noise impacts the games that much. Like I think maybe slightly, but I, I think far more important is, you know, how the pitching lines up, who's hot, who's not, who's on this day yeah. of rest versus that day of rest. Like, even home road splits, I don't fully buy all the time. Like Luis Garcia's home road splits were a thing this year. And like, you know, maybe there's something to it, but maybe it's just noise and next year will be the opposite. Like, I, I don't know. The whole home field advantage thing, I think every, every September when there's the race for the seating, it's a big story. And I kind of, after doing this for seven years, I kind of roll my eyes at it. And it's more about the matchup, you know, than anything else. Let's talk about Luis Garcia and Framber Valdez and Jose Urquidy, um, who were kind of all over all over the place in the playoffs. Um, but if you look at what the Astros' directions are, that's the, they're they're kind of the cornerstone of the team now. Like that rotation is looking at losing Correa and all that stuff. Um, how concerned should Astros fans be at their performance, or is it just sort of a thing where they're young guys and the moment maybe got too big? You know, I think they're all three of them are different. I actually came away from the postseason higher on Luis Garcia than even before, if, if that makes sense. I mean, it's hard to judge, judge him too much off game six because he was on three days rest. Right. And all of his previous postseason starts were on five, six, or 10 days rest. It's not even normal four days rest. It was ex, He was used to extra rest. And those first two innings, he was throwing 97. You know, he had this good command. It just... It, it was going to go at some point and it went in, in the third before they could really get the bullpen going. Um, Framber Valdez is the one that's I think most interesting. It's like what really happened in this playoffs to him. He had that amazing Boston start and otherwise he was pretty bad and world series. He was terrible. Uh, so I don't know if that's just, you know, a fluke thing. I think it might be. Um, it's, it's hard to tell, especially coming off a 60 game season stretching back out to the full length season was there some some of that I think everyone's gassed in a normal postseason and you add that factor so it, it might mean nothing moving forward um it might mean something or is another one that's tough to to parse because he didn't get to pitch in the White Sox series yeah um barely pitched in the Red Sox series and because he was he was bad although the Altuve error didn't help in that Boston game um, and then he was pretty good in, in his world series start. So, you know, I think they all have good stuff. They all have like, uh, major, they're all major league starters. It's just a matter of like, how good are they? And do the Astros, you know, getting a healthy McCullers back next year, do they need to add to the front of the rotation and kind of push Valdez from being a game two guy to a game three guy and, and, you know, kind of lengthen things out a little bit. Yeah, shuffling it down that way. It does look like uh, Dusty's coming back. Um, Seems so. I mean, who, who knows like when it'll become official or or whatnot. But I mean, once the, you, you can't really like, it's, it's there's no surprise there, right? Like he managed them, a World Series team. Um, like he 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 deserves to come back. How big of a loss do you think Brett Strom's going to be? Or are we overselling? Or overblowing how much of a wizard he is. Well, he 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 seems to be a wizard when things go right, and then when things go wrong, it's Dusty's fault, right? That's that's 
that's how it works that's the official stance of this show yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no it's a big it's definitely a big loss uh i i wasn't overly surprised because he's been here a while older guy obviously um it's not the same team that he he came into uh front office wise manager wise um i think you know his contract was up you only have so many opportunities to see what else you could what what else is out there and and so it wasn't super super surprising to me um I think, but it is a big loss. They they do have two guys behind him in Josh Miller, who I don't think people realize already has the title of pitching coach. Like they promoted him last offseason from bullpen coach to pitching coach. So they had two pitching coaches this year. Um, so if he's back, assuming no one else uh, steals him from the Astros, you know, then he can just be the pitching coach again. And then they have assistant pitching coach, Bill Murphy. Maybe they change his title to, you know, co-pitching coach or, or whatever to try to keep him but they have two guys who learned under Strom who who have worked in the Astros minor league system who are viewed as up-and-coming younger guys who are really good so like yes it's a big loss but they're also still in pretty good shape I think yeah it, d- it does seem like they're generally speaking in pretty good shape all the way around um one place that might not be in, in uh good shape is the position of shortstop he your your take i feel more positive about him coming back than i did springer but i think he's gone yeah i i think i think there's a greater chance he comes back than cole or springer but i still think it's a extremely extremely low chance i just think given his age and what he um meant from like a leadership city standpoint what he represented when he was drafted it just feels like there's like a little bit more of a reason, a little bit more of a, of a chance that Jim Crane would, would do it. I still don't think he will though. Um, so I expect that he will be elsewhere as well. I think we've, I've thought that all along and have written as much uh, over the last, you know, 12 plus months or whatever it's been since we started talking about this. Um, I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know when he's going to end up anywhere at the labor situation. It might, free agency might be a pretty slow burn this year um but it's gonna be interesting to see what the astros do you know if if gray is gone do they turn it over to jeremy pena right away do they find some kind of stop gap um to kind of you know give pena more time in triple a because he didn't have much this year because of his injury um or do they re-sign correa and make pena a utility player I, i don't know i think there's i think I think the likeliest outcome is probably some kind of stopgap one or two year deal guy to, to give Pena some room there. But um, you know, it, we also don't know what the rules are going to be. So it's hard. Yeah, to that's the, and that, yeah, that, <laughs> that throws everything off. And I know they're giving Verlander the qualifying offer. I mean, as they should get the draft pick, right. Um, chances you think he's, he's gone though. Um, I mean, I think I'll always say odds are yes with any free agent, but um, you know, they, he does fit what they need. You know, if you, if you buy into the fact that he can bounce back at age 39 from Tommy John and, and be an ace, you know, why not? But, uh, I feel like we have, we don't have enough information there on, you know, what teams think of what he's going to be. You know, I, I think his market will be really interesting because, you know, we, we just, no one's seen him pitch since what, July 26, 2020. 
Yeah. So maybe he does some kind of showcase at some point. I don't, I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but um, I don't know. I could see him coming back. I don't think it's like a, he's definitely gone, but I think my go-to answer with any free agent is odds are they're going to sign with one yeah. of the other nine teams rather than the one team. Yeah. If they make it to free agency, they're probably not, right. Not coming back. Um, Overall though, I mean, where do you feel like the, you know, we, we talk about the, the word dynasty gets thrown around. Right. And I'm of the opinion, you can't call this Astros team a dynasty. Like where do you feel like they fit as far as sort of when we're look backing on the, looking back on this era, however, however much longer it goes, uh, you know, 10, 15 years from now. Yeah, I think, you know, it's tough in the moment to really evaluate it. I don't think they're a dynasty because they only won one title and, and that title is tainted by the cheating scandal. Um, you know, even if they had won two, I don't know if that's a dynasty. Like it's, I, it's, I think it's borderline impossible to have a dynasty in baseball, like especially now. Um, like how many years in a row we had a new champion? It's, it's been a lot. Of- yeah, I think <laughs> since 13, right? Or is it longer than that? I think it's longer than that. I mean, yeah. when's the last, who's the last team that won? Was it the Yankees the last team that won back to back? Like maybe. Um, so like maybe if they had won three times in five years, all three of their world series, maybe that's like the baseball equivalent, the modern baseball equivalent of a dynasty. But I just think it's, there's so much randomness involved in the postseason that an unpredictable, the unpredictable nature of it. Like, I, I don't know if we'll see a dynasty. Um, that being said, I mean, it's a complicated era, you know, because of, uh, 2017, because of just like all the turnover and, um, you know, front office stuff, like with, with how many, you know, how many dynasties that had two GMs and two managers, (laughs) you know? Um, But I I mean, obviously what they, they're kind of, uh, you know, you're seeing what Jeff Luno built, right? Like this was always his goal was to build a sustainable winner, a team that has a, you know, uh, a shot to be in the playoffs every year. And I think he succeeded in that, um, you know, even better than the Cardinals did, right? That was the thing was to be the Cardinals. And to this point, I mean, the Cardinals won more titles, but, you know, 300 win seasons for the Astros and then 95 this year. And they look like they'll be the front runner in their division again next year. Like they're, you know, it's pretty much his vision realized just, in a very uh, weird, strange way that he's no longer the GM and just so much has happened in that, that span. Um, Do you think he'll get a job in baseball again? I would lean no, um, just because he hasn't yet. And, you know, if he hasn't find, you know, if he hasn't really been viewed that as a candidate for like, say the Mets job, no one wants the Mets job. I even took myself out of the running today. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. you know, I just it's not a it's not a good fit for me and the family right now. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I would I would guess we don't see him in baseball again, but um, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard it's hard to know anymore what what the future holds for for uh, you know people once you get fired from a job uh, in scandal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's weird. I saw someone posted like a screenshot of him tweeting the other day about like go, go Astros or something. I was like, oh. yeah, it was real weird because he has yeah. been so silent. And then someone who was 
either his wife on Twitter or pretending to be his wife on Twitter talking about Jeff says they're going to win it all. And I was like, this is like Beltron's niece level weird. So I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Beltron's niece level. I don't know if it's that weird. It's, uh, it's weird. No, like it's, yeah, it, it is the whole thing. The whole like trajectory of his Astros tenure is, and where it ended up is very strange, but. Um, it will be interesting to see. And it's, it's kind of going to be a fascinating experiment to see how, You've got James Click now, who's sort of used to a different type of running a team. And now they're going to have to basically keep this thing going through free agency. And particularly with how weak the farm system is, it'll be very interesting to see how much longer the window stays open. Yeah, I think there's, it it will be interesting. I don't think it, they definitely need to do a lot of it through free agency, but they could also be creative in trades. You know, we haven't seen, like the Rays do a lot of trades right and outside of the trade deadline we haven't seen that yet from James Click like last offseason all their additions were pretty much signings right Uh, so I wonder if this that changes this offseason um you know especially with the rotation surplus right if you if you have Javier back in the rotation before they even talk about signing on number one that's six guys already could you trade yeah. one of them for could you trade one of them to maybe replenish the farm a little bit um i don't know but i think they're in good shape for next year i think the bigger question is after next year when brantley's a free agent guriel's a free agent um everyone's a year older you know altuve is what 33 at that point um bregman's approaching 30 at that point like i, I think that's when it gets a little dicey the mariners should be better that the you know i don't know if the rangers will be better but you, you would think they'd be at least slightly better by that point i hope not <laughs> the a's might be worse the but... vegas yeah but you'll get to go cover them in vegas so <laughs> I, the angels i every year i think they're gonna do it and they don't do it so but i mean the division i think helps the astros right like if they were in the al east or the yeah. NL East even or and you know one of these other divisions uh they're they're lucky that they're in the, the west kind of similar to the, the way the the, uh, the guardians were lucky they were in the central for all those years and, um the guardians the white Sox now are aren't kinda, the guardians cute yeah i i uh still can't that's the first time i've remembered to say guardians like yeah and you're not referring to the roller derby team that has the rights to the name or no no, and no. not the Guardians of the Galaxy either. They're not, yeah, Star Lord's not showing up to throw out the first pitch. No, no, but I, I've been, I keep saying Indians. Um, so I'm proud of myself for remembering this time. <laughs> well, there you go. Congrats. Uh, two quick questions and then we'll let you run. Um, actually, three real quick questions. Um, does Altuve A, does he finish his career as an Astro? And do you think the 2017 scandal keeps him out of the Hall of Fame? Um, let me pull up his numbers real quick because I feel like we jump the gun on all these hall of fame discussions. Like we do. Yeah. And it's so much recency bias. Like is Buster Posey really a hall of famer or are we just saying that cause he retired today? Um, so Altuve has played 11 season parts of 11 seasons. He's got definitely got a chance to be there. I still think like at age he'll be 32 next May, like, He's got some work to do. Yeah. Um, 
by the time he say in that scenario, say the scenario, he does it, he gets in contention. By the time he's up for the Hall of Fame, I feel like, um, you know, time heals a lot of things, right? Like we don't talk about the flake gate that much anymore. I feel like the Astros thing might have a similar trajectory. Um, I would guess no, especially with it being out there that he wasn't, you know, didn't approve and, and didn't use it. Right. Or wanted to use it. Um, I would guess it wouldn't, it wouldn't, but I think the bigger one is Carlos Beltran, right? Like when he, when he's up in a couple of years, does that, you know, keep him out? Cause he's, he's got the numbers. He's already. got the numbers. Yeah. 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 That will be interesting. Cause I guess you're right. He, and that that's next year, right? After next season. Is it five years? Next year is the five-year anniversary of the, of the World Series. Is that what it is, though? Five years? I believe it is five. Um, it's either five in the MLB or the NFL. The MLB? I think, I think it's five in the MLB. Making fun of you for saying the MLB. Did I say the MLB? Yeah. Not as bad as the Penn State. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think, is it NBA that's six years? I don't remember. I'm not a big Hall of Fame guy. But... I'm not a big basketball guy. I think it's America's greatest waste of time. <laughs> Well, you should have grown up in Philadelphia in the '90s, and you would have been. Okay, uh, that's that's the uh, the seventy sixers. Okay, yeah. Um, last uh, last question then before we jump off. Um, you know the CBA thing. What is your projection? How long do you think you think a? We're not going to call it a work stoppage. We're going to call it a lockout because that's what's going to be. Yeah. And uh, how long do you see it going? You know, I'm not super informed on like labor stuff. But based on just like talking to other media people and just reading our, you know, our coverage, Evan Drellick has written a lot about like what, what to look for, what's, what's next. I do think there's going to be a lockout. I do think it's probably going to um, make the off season super slow. I tend to believe that neither side will want to lose the money that comes with a shortened season. So I feel like it'll get resolved my gut tells me by spring training, but I'm also just kind of talking on my ass. <laughs> it, it'll be sort of like a raising the debt ceiling thing. Let's just punt it one more year. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just think, yeah, it, but I mean, it doesn't seem good. Uh, and I feel like, so the last time the CBA was up was 2016 into 2017. And they didn't really change much. And I think that made it worse, right? Because then you just, you're basically kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Like, the big change from what I remember was like the international signing bonus pools and like they just, like all the service time manipulation, they just like ignored it. So like, they really have a lot to fix now. And given how acrimonious it was last summer and getting a season played and agreeing to all the terms there, I, I feel like, it, you know, I feel like everyone's kind of expecting the worst, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I kind of just get the vibe just watching some of the way some of the way things were happen were handled. Um, looking at how Manfred sort of started implementing the sticky stuff thing halfway through the season, right? Like a lot of it feels very trying to break the uniony and rewrite the whole thing. And and I, th I think if that's what they're going for, it's going to be a long, long, long road. Yeah, it's also I don't know. It's just the whole thing is just it's weird how there's a month until then. So you could like 
Like the Tigers made a trade for a catcher yesterday. Like you could, like, is some team going to just be like, go crazy this month? Be like, <laughs> we don't know what the rules are going to be, but we're going to like sign four guys. And <laughs> I don't know. Like, shouldn't the CBA be up like right after the World Series? You would think. Yeah. You would think, but. Weird. Oh, well, what are you going to do? We'll be riding with it. And hopefully Jake, you'll come back on to ride along with us later on in the, later on in the off season. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to do some check-ins, especially when there's Korea news at, at some point. Absolutely. Jake, thanks so much for jumping on. Yep. Thanks for having me. This was fun. So it does wrap up this episode of Go Go Astros. Thanks so much to Jake Kaplan for jumping on. And, you know, he's a really busy time for him um, as he continues to also sort of contextualize and put a bow on this baseball season. So I really appreciate him taking the time to jump on. I've moved to the, I guess it's the Astros corner, even though it kind of, it's more of an elbow and wraps all the way around. And I was looking at the space as soon as I was in, done interviewing Jake and you know, I've got my authentic, as in the year it came out, 1986 uh, NL West Division Championships pennant. I've got uh, Astros World Series art up here, um, none of which has an asterisk on it. Weird. Um, and then pennants, you know, going across the top of the room from this, the mid-90s teams to um, the 2005 NLCS Championship banner, the 2019, of course, the 2017 World Series. And then I will be fitting in a banner for the 2021 ALCS Championship, AL Pennant. So all that's to say, while this era might not be what we thought it would be when that last out was recorded in 2017, and while there's going to be people that are going to look at it and say, well, they definitely underachieved, it's still been a heck of a ride. And for as much as it's still it still pains me uh, about this year's World Series loss. And hopefully next week when Brian and Andy and I are together, we can kind of put that to bed. It's still a great time to be an Astros fan. This offseason is going to be weird. It's going to be long. But pretty soon we'll be back at Minute Park. So until then, go Astros.